Welcome to Actually Connecting. We've got a really cool episode today. Actually Connecting is a podcast where we talk about emotions, consciousness, and connecting. Uh, we've got a really cool guest on today, Tom Liebalt. Uh, he has kind of lived all over the world. He's been an entrepreneur. He's currently an online course marketer. So if you've got an online course and you need to get it out into the world, Tom's your guy. We're going to talk about some cool things today, consciousness, emotions, maybe some self-love, maybe practices as an entrepreneur, entrepreneur how you can move through the world and kind of choose how to live your life and what you need to do to actually allow yourself to be successful. And I think Tom's the guy to be able to talk about it because he's doing it, he's done it, and he, he, he really changes a lot of lives. Tom, thank you for being on the show. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course, of course. So why don't you tell my audience, the, our listeners, a little bit about you? What do you do? Who are you? What kind of makes you tick? Well, I've been... I'm playing around in business and marketing since I was like 15 or 16. So I've done a lot. I've worked for a big companies, small companies. I owned companies. Um, I had a retail store. I had a coffee shop, multiple online businesses, a record label. Um, did some stuff in the music industry, filmed a documentary, um, a lot of different things, you know, like always, always building and creating stuff. And if I didn't know how to do it, I would work for someone, learn quickly, leave and then do it. So my background is pretty much consists of that. Like the resume is quite long, but I don't think people care as much about what I did. It's always, you know, what, what they can get for themselves from the interview. So I'd rather focus on that. So you're very client focused. More very client focused. Like, <laughs> but at the same time, how how do you find time to be client focused while also building your own brand and kind of following your own passions? You know, this is always a difficult thing, right? So yeah. initially when, you know, you're running a business, um, most of us are working. You're trading time for money. That's that's kind of what we do, right? So it's, it always makes things difficult, right? Like if you're searching out, you know, each client and fulfilling the work, then searching for a client, you're going to get burnt out very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one of the things that we do is we sort of run campaigns, that bring a lot of clients, interested clients uh, in at once. Um, we pick and choose who we want to work with, and then we just work for two, three months and do it again and again and again. That's how we do it with the hiring for time portion. And then other things you can build out, which sell themselves, right? So things that scale, whether it's apps, books, music, movies, anything you do that you just build once and sell multiple times. That takes care of that big fulfillment area, which, you know, is usually where all the ugly stuff happens, right? Like it's so sexy to sell things. And then, you know, the back office is usually out of touch and they just, you know, like deal with the clients a little bit, customer service. And the fulfillment is usually where people get bogged down and that's when they give up. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And when they give up, that's kind of when they come to you. That's usually when they come to me. With, with the courses we have three different types of clients. Um, the, the first ones are people who want that income, you know, that not trading time for money income. Um, but if they're smart, they'll let us figure out whether there is an actual demand for it before they spend two years creating a course, for example, and then, you know, coming to us saying like, look, we tried to launch this, no one's buying it. And when I ask them, did anyone ask you to build it? They say no. And, you know, sort of derails the whole thing. So Mm -hmm. we can validate 
the idea first. You know, that's that's a big portion of our clients. But some kind of a live event where they can, you know, test their assumptions against the audience, get feedback. The second bucket is ones who actually did it and they're making okay money. Usually five figures is not hard to make with a course if you kind of get lucky, you know, get one channel, one message, one audience that fits. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they can't figure out why it worked and how to make more money. Like, for example, someone, you know, put out a course, they're, they're making videos on YouTube, driving them to the course. And then, you know, people are buying, they got the five figures and like, oh, yeah, I make 10 videos a week and it's making more and more money until one week it's not. And now they're putting out 10, 20 videos out and the needle doesn't move at all. You know, so they're, they're plateauing and they've reached that limit on YouTube. And it's like, well, I tried something else, but it didn't work. And I was like, well, because you didn't even know how you did it in the first place. It was pure luck. Right. So there's a big portion of clients like that. And the third one is, you know, they're making money six figures sometimes. And how do I get to that seven, eight figures? You know, scaling is very hard um, when it gets to those numbers. You know, the, the same stuff, you know, this one channel or two channels, that, that's not how you're going to scale. Like, you don't have enough time and your team would have to be huge, you know, by trying to post blog articles and videos to 20, 30 extra income. So that's the third bucket. But most of the people that come to us are ones who really want to get away from the fulfillment or they do stuff where they trade time for money, like public speaking, coaching but they have nothing to sell other than that. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to give them that backend income that's coming in, allow it to be a little bit more passive. Look, the, the only thing I'm trying to give back to them is their time. Cool. You know, buying back your time and regaining that, that's, that's freedom. That's what we all want. You know, like some people love what they do, but they stop loving it very quickly if they have to keep doing it, right? This is why monetizing your hobbies is usually not a great idea. That's an interesting perspective I've never heard before. A lot of people would say living your passions, living your hobbies and doing that as much as you can is fulfilling. But you're kind of saying focus on something that you don't feel as passionate about or how do you how do you navigate those waters? So I like what Naval said, um, and make money from the things that feel like play to you, but work like other to others, right? So stuff that just comes easy to you. However, hobbies are different. If you enjoy writing, for example, you know you just love writing and you just do it for the hell of it, and you start selling it. And now we start looking at the feedback or you have a newsletter where you have to write two things per week. And if it's not good enough, people will leave and that's your income. It stops becoming fun very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Right. So it, it's yeah. got to be a balance, you know, like obviously you should do something that kind of doesn't feel too, too difficult for you. Um, but the moment you have to keep doing it to survive, your hobby will be destroyed. Um Another way I like to think of it is that having a skill or creating a skill that you don't particularly enjoy and getting really, really good at it is very dangerous. This is why people don't leave jobs. This is why people can't get away from trading time for money because they think they're now so skillful, no one else can do it better than them. And it'll keep them anchored. So 
most of the business people I see, they're actually not business people. They built themselves a decent nine to five because they mm -hmm. can't leave. You know, those mm -hmm. skills yeah. are so dangerous and they keep them in there. You know, and, and I had a friend that sort of, you know, was playing around with this idea and, and he told me something interesting. And I, I've been repeating it because it's one way of making that play for becoming a business person. You know, what if you could sell something and only sell things like this for the next 12 months where you don't fulfill anything? So your job, and this is what a business is, is immediately find someone else to do that work. And you can hire them full-time, part-time, use contractors. It doesn't matter. But you will no longer sell anything where you have to go sit down and do it. And that's a way to get your time back, freedom back, and become a business person. Learning that higher out process. Pretty much, yeah. Because that's what you want. You want to create a system, a machine, right? The thing I like about courses is when you get it right, there is no fulfillment. So you actually don't really, really need to learn the hiring process much because a course is something that is basically a product in a way, right? It's an info product, so it sells differently than a regular product. But it has the, it's the same idea, right? It's even better than a product because no one has to manufacture it. It's there, it's done. Mm -hmm. What about all the back end? Everyone's got a Facebook group. Everyone's got, you know, these students that ask them questions and they've got to do a live chat every week. How do you how do you work through that as well where you're, you're feeling not feeling like it's a client business consistently and it truly is a passive making money process so it depends what you're teaching right like if you set up your your teaching where you have that feedback constantly well then you a have to do it yourself and maybe you can delegate one hour per week which is not too bad to doing that or you can hire one person customer service to take care of that you know all the common questions or you can create a course with an outcome that's clear, concise, and there's nothing else to say, right? Like initially you might get 15 or 20 questions, but then you just record another module answering all of those and you're done. You grow with it. Yeah, you can't grow with I it, you, you know? So there are different ways of tackling that, but it's still a beautiful business when you get it done because, you know, like I said, if you get it done right, there's no fulfillment. All you're doing is either selling or you hire someone else to help you sell. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very intriguing. And uh, as education kind of changes in the United States and really in the world, it's been very fun because with a college education, you see people pay thousands and thousands of dollars, upwards of you know two hundred, three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars for this degree that they walk out with and kind of go, okay, now what do I do? Where with courses, you can experience a thousand dollars up to five thousand. I don't see many courses higher than that. But with that, you really learn these skills or you learn these crafts that allow you to jump into the world and immediately kind of get started. It's really changed the way people view business and view life. And it's it's been fun to watch the course market evolve. Yeah. So for things which are not easy to memorize, because that's really what school's about. I, I have enough degrees to, you know, really understand that that part, you know, coming out with a lot of debt and then not knowing what to do. Um, but anything that, you know, you have to actually think or experience that. So for example, I try to take as many business courses in my college years as I could. Um, but none of those teachers actually had a business that was worth even talking mm -hmm. about. So they couldn't teach me anything. I had to unlearn almost everything I've learned from those people. Right. 
or mm -hmm. anything technical. Like I wanted to learn some like web design and things, but the stuff they were teaching was so outdated mm -hmm. that it didn't really help. But especially now, I can, it wasn't possible before, but I can learn more about coding on Udemy for 10 bucks that I could back then for a $30,000 degree, right? It's going to be up to date. It's going to be very good, easy with practice. It, like, I don't need to go to college. I can code an app right after that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the world has changed and education changes with it. Yeah, what, what COVID did is it kind of 10 next it. So I've seen my market grow a lot. Um, I've seen educators and the platforms that do, you know, courses say that their their markets also grew a lot. So people have been pushed into this educational space online kind of forcefully, right? So e-commerce also, you know, I've seen people making crazy money over the last year just from, from people getting pushed into it. But these things won't go back to normal. You know, if someone sees that it's easier, um, and especially with e-commerce, you know, like once my mom figured out she doesn't need to go look through 13 stores to get a piece of, you know, something where she's trying to fix, you know, whatever around the house, she can just go online and get it immediately or next day with Amazon. Mm -hmm. She's like, there's no mm -hmm. point to ever go back to doing that. Courses similar. Why would I go $50,000 in debt if I can just learn a skill and start making money immediately, right? Now, for things where you need to memorize, like, you know, if you're trying to become the person that can recognize every art piece in the world, yeah, maybe you, you need those four or five years. And, you know, but for, for things which are more tangible and you can put value on it and, and actually make something, um, you don't need that. You know, school is only good for memorizing, I feel. Mm -hmm. Doctor, lawyer, some of those things that really do require some of your previous background educational stuff. Yeah, yeah, you got to memorize. It's interesting that I... You got to memorize yeah, all that it's stuff. It's memorization. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There needs to be the regulation side of the things. That's exactly it. Do you find that that's an issue with courses that you're marketing, that the, the regulation side? Because anyone can create a course. Anyone can market a course. And I think that's important to say because I'm speaking to my audience in a lot of ways and saying, you can create a course. You can market a course based on what you're great at, what you know, what you do best. But do you feel like there there should be needs to be some regulation on what is great, or do you feel like the market just determines that if it's great it sells, if it does if it's not great it doesn't sell? How does that work? Well, so normally you only need like a product market fit when you sell something, right? So people just like what you're selling, and then yeah, you know, with courses it's sort of like a triangle. There's a outcome, audience fit an educator fit, right? Like if people don't like you or how you're teaching, you're going to fail. And I, you know, I've seen this and it's kind of sad, you know, someone could be super smart, but very dry and boring. And someone else in the same niche is cleaning up because, you know, they're just entertaining. Right. So that's okay. difficult, but it's interesting that you mentioned, you know, regulation. I've just had a prospect and I'm not working with him for a couple reasons, but the, the main part was, <laughs> He was trying to create uh, some sort of a counseling course and was hit by the regulation from the U.S. Um, mm -hmm. that he's trying to practice, well, I don't know, I think it was psychology or whatever it is, without wow. a license. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, you definitely need to watch out for that, right? Like, you know, teaching trading advice, 
you know, teaching things which, you know, the SEC or someone else will go after. I don't know if that's a that's a great idea. You know, some things should be regulated. Maybe you shouldn't be practicing medical advice over an online course. Like it's it's a slippery slope with some of them, right? But I've I've seen this one where he was actually hit by, you know, with a, with an order to wow. you know stop and deceive what he's doing. Um and on the other end, it's not really regulation, but it's just the way the socials are, you know, with like you cannot show before and after. So a lot of this dieting nonsense, you know, like, hey, I'm just making up a course and I'm, you know, like, thankfully, Facebook will not let you do that anymore. Like, you can't show like, hey, this guy, you know, lost 30 pounds over a month um, because a lot of it is misleading. Um, some of the speculative stuff with crypto and things like that also are getting hit very hard by the ad networks and they will, you know, disable your accounts for doing it. Like the ICOs, you know, people with promised dreams based on, you know, a three-page white paper with nonsense, they will take money from people and disappear, right? So there are definitely areas where we won't touch the course. Um, but yeah, there, there are regulations and things in place to keep them from happening. It's fascinating. Yeah, it really is. Um, okay, so let's let's kind of dive off just a little bit because I, I understand this is what you do for your business. And that's kind of your mind. And that's what you're putting a lot of your time into. It sounds like from that perspective, do you, are you someone who believes in this mind, body, soul balance? Is that something you, you rev, you know, relate to or kind of work with to allow yourself to be your best self? I, I did much more when I was younger. Um, I simplified things, you know, so now I believe in systems much more. Right. And those systems, they, they sort of both, um, have the same end goal, but I just find it's much easier for me to wrap my head around something that's not really woo-woo sounding. Mm -hmm. Right. Talk to me about how you change the language there. Cause I think a lot of people are in this stage where there's two boats and there's a boat where that's everything and everything. And they're moving toward, you know, meditation, mindfulness, these real words, the woo words, if you, like you said, and then there's also this other side where you're getting things done and how did you switch that mindset where you were practicing and under that belief, but then moved into what it sounds like a little bit more systematic with your process simplified. That's very intriguing. to me. Yeah. So in my, you know, earlier twenties, like uh, for a while I was just getting stuff done blindly, which, you know, you, you hit some things out the park, but you don't. And there's, you know, the, the um, it's, it's a roller coaster for sure. Right. So, then I started kind of getting into some of the more abundance and secret stuff because I've never heard of it before, you know, and some pretty big people were talking about it. And, you know, I was like, oh, this is interesting. But what I found in that crowd is that they're actually very lost for the most part. So they keep waiting on things to happen to them instead of going out and trying to do things for themselves. Um, but I also did find, you know, some interesting nuggets in that right like the things you that you focus on you start getting more of right so and then plus you start seeing opportunities so even if you just buy a car and it's a new honda you start you'll start seeing hondas everywhere right or before you just mm -hmm. ignore that if you start doing um something in music you'll start seeing things in music which everyone else is ignoring so I sort of started understanding that what a lot of this stuff means is that 
what you work on and if you get deep enough and stay with it long enough like that you know you'll see things where others are not that's the abundance the secret i just stick with it consistency consistency yeah um but they're not taking action and putting your life in you know some higher powers you know hands it's not really you know most of those people are broke you know they they keep selling nonsense and they'll even mess up something like meditation which if you look at it from the science perspective and they've done studies on it um if you meditate for i think it was 20 minutes per day for a month or two there are actual changes in the brain that happen like physical changes and you know they can mark those um and you know you don't need any you know magic crystals or anything else it's just that thing of settling the mind it does create changes and a lot of you know the ceos and and people i know do meditate um just so that they can get clarity and that's what i kind of use that for and my meditation will not be you know sitting in some weird position on on a pillow like i'm actually lucky enough to have a pool because i'm usually in a warm climate where I can just lay down on something in the pool and just sit there quietly for 20, 30 minutes and get clarity on the day. Um, so it's a- You found your safe space. It's not, not maybe a safe space, it's my quiet time to start thinking. So when, when, when okay. you know, there are fires burning in my business and clients want things and stuff, I can just lay down in that pool. And I used to do it in the flotation tank because it was even, you know, sort of better. Because you know you hear nothing, you see nothing, mm-hmm. and, you know. But uh, it freaks a lot of people out. But I do it on the pool because it's much <laughs> easier now. Because I can just you know take my floating thing, whatever, and just go downstairs and go lay in the pool. Like it, there's no effort involved, and I get a little bit of sun, which helps. But I, I found that the systems are really what will get you where you want to be. Now, there's a thing that you know Scott Adams wrote before in one of his books and you know people hate him for it some love him for it but it's like you know he would write down 10 times per day what he wants right like i will be a famous cartoonist i will be a famous cartoonist and you know some of the people in that woo woo space you know they start you know mismanaging the the field of quantum physics and all this stuff and they say like you know this the universe will well maybe or it's just that focus every single morning right like you could rephrase that and instead of writing down 10 times i want to be a famous cartoonist like before i do anything today i will ask myself will this get me closer or farther away from becoming a cartoonist you know it's it's just a rephrasing of it right so if i want something and the sad thing is most people don't actually know what they want if you ask them but you know that's something you got to figure out but if you want something then yeah you know, getting focused on it, not jumping away, understanding that, you know, long-term, just like with stocks, you know, just being in the game long enough usually is enough. You'll outlast more people. Um, Not taking advice or having people's advice derail you from what you're doing after playing a different game, right? And this is a big thing that happens too. Like someone has a different agenda or a different goal. They're giving you advice and you take it, but it's not where you want to go. So I've changed my thinking more into, you know, systems and kind of a logical way, but I still believe that luck plays a big part of it, right? And you can, you know, call it a bonus or anything, but luck plays a big, big part in what you do. 
Now, yeah, you can set yourself up to hopefully be luckier. And that's one of those things, you know, getting deep into a subject, being there long enough, having a network. And, you know, there are different things you can do. But you do have to understand that luck is a big piece of it. You know, it's why some people get that big connection to, let's say, you know, a big department store and their products roll out or they will kind of seem like they got what they want, even though they were doing something else, you know, than, than you're doing, or maybe something similar, and you did not have those results. It's why I usually say, like, stop reading biographies and trying to listen to someone's advice too much, because if you follow their exact steps, you're still not going to get where they are. Like, if I look at myself and I followed my exact steps before I got where I am now, again, I'd probably end up somewhere else. Interesting. Okay, so how do you, a lot of people go through life following other people's steps. That's, a, that's I would say, the majority of people that I know, that's the methodology that they were taught from a young age and just the methodology that a lot of people follow. How do you have the confidence and the sure-footedness enough in yourself to take your own steps? How do you, what's the intuition process you go through to hear what the right steps are? Well, the one thing I do know is by using someone else's methods, I'm going to have mediocre results. You know, the, the only thing you need to look at there is the stock market. If you keep following someone else's advice, you're going to be riding weird waves. You're going to get hit by pumps and dumps. There's going to be a lot of things that happen. It's all out of your control. You're always hoping some guru or someone else will lead you along. And then when you find out, as it always happens, that this person's just like you, you're going to get upset, leave and play victim and then do it over and over again. That's just the path. And maybe it's my personality, um, but I'm a horrible follower. I'm a horrible employee. And I will spend a lot of time angry figuring out something of my own than listening to anyone else. Your whole life you've been whole this way? Whole life I've been this way, yeah. Like, since when I was little, I remember my parents said, like, you know, you've always had decent grades, things came easy to you, but it was always behavior problems. And it's when you talked back to the teachers. You know, it, it was always like, I, I can't just listen to someone and be like, yes, I agree with them because they are so-and-so. I'm like, if I don't agree with them, I'm going to say something. And I've always been like that. Mm -hmm. So, you know... It's, it's hard to give advice to some people because, you know, some people should not have a business. Some people should just be employees, you know, because they don't want to spend the time to think. They don't want to think. It's easier. But then they get mediocre results. You know, they get mediocre results. They get upset and they're going to play this kind of victimhood or, you know, oh, coulda, woulda, shoulda, which, you know, I've never done it. It's why during my early 20s, when a lot of my friends were like, man, you got to make a lot of money now. Get ahead. I wanted to do my music. You know, I liked hip hop. I knew it's a young man's game. You got to be angry and um, just it, it's for a young person. So I was like, I got to do it then. I can't wait till I'm 40 where it's going to be just a joke. And then I'm going to look back and saying like, oh, I wish I would have done, you know. So everything I was like, I'm, I'm just going to do it now. I'm following my own path and we'll see where it leads, where I got it out of my system. I was like, okay, I'm doing the next thing now. Um and it's worked out fine. Now, 
have there been bumps along the way? Have I like had to rethink the way I think about things many times? Yeah. Yeah, when life is hard. Do you believe that life is hard? It definitely it is. If if you want to accomplish things, yeah. If you just want to coast along, then it's super easy. Especially the way we have, you know, things set up now, like the government's gonna take care of you for the basic needs forever. But if you really want to accomplish things, there are gonna be a lot of walls you gotta kind of break to get there. Yeah, it's hard. Now, I'm not saying I don't enjoy it. You know. It's an important reference. Yeah. I agree. You choose to sign up for something as a business owner, as an so, entrepreneur. You choose to sign up to be able to jump those so walls. Anything that you sign up for, you also need to figure out how big of a price are you willing to pay for it. There's a fee. It's not that someone's trying to, you know, um, do something bad to you or that, you know, life is just throwing you. There's a price to pay for everything. There's a fee. You can get almost anywhere, but it's going to, you know, the bigger the thing you're trying to get to, there's going to be just a bigger fee and most people don't want to pay it. Whether that's time, whether that's money, whether that's relationship, whether that's, do you believe that there is a way to have your cake and eat it too? Do you believe that there's a way to just go through life, love, send love, share love, do the, follow your intuition follow your heart and then end up having everything that you want without actually having to pay the price that you're talking about. You have the family, you have the money, you've got the success, you've got the legacy, you've got the, you know, whatever that is that, do you believe that's well, possible? There are always outliers, right? And there's always a moment where luck just happens, right? So I think they've done a, like a thought experiment before. If you took 5,000 monkeys, right? And told each one to flip a coin, in exchange for, you know, a, a treat, you know, one monkey might hit the same side of the coin 4,000 times. And in our environment, they would be labeled as an outlier, a guru, even though they just got lucky, you know, just one out of so many, right? It's like the ticket, uh, ticket lottery winner or someone else that just, you know, would happen to do it. Like, you know, hey, yeah, I, you know, I got confused about 10,000 Bitcoins and, you know, left them in some file thing. And then now I woke up like, oh man, I did that, you know, and now I'm a billionaire and I've somehow, so you're talking about outliers now. And there is no method to follow an outlier. Because they it's, followed their own path. Well, they've had incredible amounts of luck. And, you know, a lot of people discount luck. And what I find, the more accomplished you are, the more you embrace and respect luck. The people, you know, who are in the beginning trying to make it or don't have much money, they actually think that, you know, if I only work hard and if I follow these steps, I will get their luck. Doesn't It does. It really, really does. You know, the biggest things that happen usually to move us forward, they can only be labeled as luck. Like, you know, I was in the right place. Yeah. At the right time. Yep. I knew what I needed to also, but it was lucky that it just went that way. It could have went the other way. You know, I could have spoke to this person and they just said like, yeah, you know, I don't really like you, but they did. Or I could have phoned that company and they just said, you know what? I'm not going to license the deal with you. We have 20 other people, but yeah, they did. I was 
trying to get a job. They had 50,000 applicants. And yeah, I was very qualified, but probably so are at least another 50. I got lucky. I got that job. So you can't discount it. And I know a lot of people don't want to hear it, but it's true. Luck has a big factor. Yeah. I think uh, there are people who don't love to use that word luck. They would much rather use the word intention. They would use the word um, gumption. They had the, the bravery to go out and get it. They, in, they intentioned hard enough. They prayed hard enough. You get lucky. It's interesting to hear different demographics of people use these different words to kind of talk about yeah. the same principle, which is the, the universe or something came together at the right time, at the right place, with the right essence, if you will, to create fortune for you or potentially negativity for you, depending on which direction it, it happens to go. Luck being the, the definition for the Yeah, fortune. so you know, we all sort of create our own reality, right? So the words we use, the way we think about things, mm -hmm. the systems that we set up for ourselves, and they're all fine. Mm -hmm. They're all fine as long as you have some mm -hmm. sort of a, a idea of how the world works. And, you know, it allows you mm -hmm. to, you know, whatever, like deal with luck or unlock. And then you still go out there and do things, you know, and, and, and invest mm -hmm. action. action. Yeah, it's, it's all fine. It's all the same thing. You know, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You know, don't mm -hmm. discount people that just use different words. It's like the only time I discount it is when there's a lot of woo woo. It doesn't make completely any sense. And I see the person's not really doing anything other than just waiting for the, you know, things to fall in their lap. I'm like, okay, so you're playing to be an outlier. I mean, good luck with that. Good luck. You would rather build a system. So how are you building systems? You talk about hiring a team. You talk about potentially building a course. How, what are the systems? Where, may I ask, where are you currently living? I think you're calling me. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in Thailand right now by the beach. Wonderful. I think that's incredible. I think that in itself is a unique story to how people can choose to live. What was it that made you choose Thailand? How did that become so your reality? around 10 years ago, when I first started to go abroad, and I just had this kind of like a, an idea where I was like, I want to be able to make money um, from wherever and live wherever I want to. So I started traveling and I went to about 13, 14 different countries, and I slow traveled, stayed maybe three, four months in Barcelona and Lisbon and Warsaw and Prague and Taipei, Bangkok, like different places, many, many different places. But after a while, you start seeing diminishing returns, right? Like when, when you go to a new place, you'll start figuring out that, okay, I got to find the grocery store, the gym, a place to stay, the coffee shop. I'm like, mm -hmm, that's, you know, mm -hmm. and once you see enough of the world, you're like, yeah, this is all pretty much the same. Like, yes, the first time you go into Asia mm -hmm. or you know, in Japan, you're like, oh, man, this is so different, so amazing, like Paris. But then you're just like, hmm, Italy, Paris, Barcelona, same thing. Different language, similar buildings, nothing really changes. So I picked a few places I liked, and I just kind of still traveled through those. So Thailand was just one of them um, for a lot of reasons. I stay here about six months a year. The U.S., maybe three, four months a year. And then Europe, just in the summer, for about two months. I would just kind of follow the weather. When COVID came... Um, I stopped, obviously, but I still travel back and forth between the mountains in the north of Thailand and then the beach. So I'll stay up there for about eight months and then four months down here, uh, also following the weather. And then I'll go back to where I wanted to before when, you know, we have vaccines and everything. But the main thing 
you know, to, to be able to do that is, you know, you got to get your time back. <laughs> you got to get some freedom. You got to have income and, mm-hmm. you know, systems will help you get there. Like, you know, I find three hours of focused work mm-hmm. um, for me between three, four hours a week, uh, three, four days a week. That's enough to make enough money where I can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I have routines, I you know, that, that, like I said, systems, you know, some people will ask thing on Twitter, like, how do you get yourself motivated to go to the gym? I was like, I don't get motivated to go to the gym. It's on my calendar. So a calendar dictates kind Not of what you need to do. All of it. But I mean, I, I have a couple things in there. It's like, it's in my mind, you know, like I, I go on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday at this time. And that's just what I do. Like I eat my breakfast, I sit down for 30 minutes, and then I go to the gym on those days. And there's no really thought. I don't look at the mm-hmm. calendar. It's just there. It's what, what day is it? Wednesday? Yeah, I'm going to the gym. With the work, it's the same thing. Like I have calls um, on Tuesdays and Thursdays in the morning or in the evening. That's the only two days I'll, I'll get on the phone. And on those days, I know, okay, let me take a look. See, you know, what my assistant figured out. Um, client work. I work Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays on client stuff. Monday, Friday is my time. I treat myself as my biggest client on those days. Mm-hmm. That's my system, right? So mm-hmm. you start setting this, these things up mm-hmm. for yourself um, and helps you get through life and get the results you want. Mm-hmm. I agree. Not many people talk about their schedule this way, where time uh, starts working for you and you start getting to choose whole days off for yourself. Mass, what are you doing Saturday, Sunday? I heard the other days mentioned. You have you days, Monday, Friday. So you still get your two days off a week. Are you also taking Saturday, um, Sunday? Yeah, it's for completely you? unplanned. Um, That's I love it. I do the same thing. Have it kind of just be a free wild day. If you need to work, you yep, work. If you need to go play, you completely play. Completely unplanned. Like whatever I feel like. Or, you know, if someone from my yep. family or girlfriend or someone's like, hey, let's do this. I'm like, well, they they all know the weekend is definitely the time to ask me about that. I'm like, whatever. I'll, I'll do your thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's exactly it. I totally understand. It's uh, it's very cool. Did you, and I'm going to ask, I, I think I know the answer, but I'll still ask it for uh, knowledge sake. Did you learn this system from someone else or is this your own intuition and you just follow what you feel? A lot of trial and error. A lot. So usually when I, you know, yeah. when I read books, yep. I will hopefully get a nugget or two out of them and then I'll sometimes implement and see if that works yeah. for me or, or doesn't. Right. So, Lately, I've been looking at investments much more and the way I think about investments. Because the thing is, when you eventually get your time back and are making you know decent money, and then you start thinking, how do I really get my freedom back? What if I really don't ever want to work again? And you're not going to get there by saving. You're going to get there by investing. But investing is very tricky. And when we talk about luck, oh, man. It really plays a big role in your investments. You know, if I put money in this startup or this stock or this penny stock or this Bitcoin, there's a lot of luck. But then you start seeing people that have systems. And it's it's another piece of what kind of system can I create for myself? And the one piece that is works, it's been working for me really well. And it's kind of generic advice, but it's a part of my system now. Um make only investments that allow you to sleep well at night. So I don't mind getting lower returns as long as they don't disrupt my sleep. Mm -hmm. 
Right. So it, it's just, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's, it, you like know, that. it sounds very simple, but it's not because, you know, when you are playing <laughs> with, the, with your investments and you put up your house and it really, really needs to make me money, you're not going to be sleeping well. And for me, that's just a no no. Yeah, absolutely. Um, from a emotions standpoint, what would you say are the majority, like the emotions? I've heard you speak about a few. You've talked about joy, you've talked about anger, uh, you've talked about clarity. Um, what are the emotions that you experience most throughout your week or through your life, even if you want to make it that broad? I'll kind of let you choose how you answer it. Yeah, those were really it. I'm, I'm not a very emotional person. Um, okay. You use the word think a lot. Use your mind. That's how you focus. I, I find a lot of my life has been, it's, it's better now, but it's been kind of battling my mind. Right. A lot mm-hmm. of the doubts, the discouragements, everything that, you know, even when I was doing really, really well, they all came from my head, not from other people. You know, so yep. it's been an ongoing battle where now it becomes a little easier because I can look back over the last 20, 30 things I've done. And I'm like, well, I've heard that same voice and every single time it didn't matter. So I'm just like, yeah, it's, it doesn't. It doesn't. Right. Mm-hmm. But I still get it. So. And, and regaining that control mm-hmm. over my mind, it's sort of, you know, maybe it's not a great thing, but it planted a lot of emotions and amplified a lot of other ones, right? So the ones where I'm free and don't have to do anything, I'm super happy. When, Whenever I'm told mm-hmm. what to do or I feel like I have to do this, I get very, very angry, and then anger fuels me to fix it. Interesting. It's a fuel, yeah. But a lot of like the other ones, um, they've been blunted. Like I don't I barely ever get sad. I barely ever feel like, you know, a victim or things are out of control. I very rarely feel like this hopeful feeling because I'm like, look, it's I can do whatever I, I can, but then it's all about luck at the end, right? I can put myself in the best place in the best city with the best people, but at the end, let's not hope too much. Let's see what happens. I'll do my part. And then when it happens, I'll be like, great, done. You, yeah. Like you said, you can sleep easy. Yeah, you know, I, I don't like, you know, um, and, and my mom has this problem with, you know, I hope these people are going to pay the rent or very anxious again that these people will not pay their rent. Like she has a lot of like not in control feelings, but I find, and I told her this too, because I've been told this when I was younger. um, If you do something long enough, you're sort of going to become one, a little jaded. And two, you'll be like, yeah, that stuff that made me so anxious or, you know, happy two, three years ago, are just like business as usual now. You know, if there's a big fire in my business, um, for example, uh, that would have happened 10 years ago. Uh, it would have stopped me in my tracks. I would have been staring at the wall for the next 20 hours. Now it's just like, yeah, I'll deal with it after lunch. That is very intriguing to say. I think that that staring at the wall, that really is a mind process. I hear a lot of people say those words. 
they're staring at the wall for hours and hours. And a lot of people, well, I'm going to view that as crazy, but I think that that's, it shows a high mental process processing. And when you don't have a focus and a structure, AKA systems, like you're talking about, um, that becomes it, your reality very quickly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, a very fire. sort of unglamorous meditation. Yeah. That's a really cool way to view that. Um, what are the systems that you have implemented that are most important to allow you to now, instead of it being 20 hours, be a lunchtime worth of thought and now you move on to it after lunch? Is there something that really stuck out that you go, I'm so grateful I have this? Just my ability to to delegate things now. You know, things that are working over and over again, um, they shouldn't be done by me anymore. And this is, you know, going back to this, the skills are very dangerous part. You know, I find like, yes, I can probably do this really, really well, but it's going to be just one out of 30 things that I do. So I think if I have someone else just focus on it, they can get there or get better than me at some point. So let's just let it go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Boom. Massive. Let's talk about your goals and we'll kind of finish up with that. What are your goals for your, let's talk about year, because my guess is you have a year. My guess is you have five year and you probably have a lifetime. Yeah, the, a lot of the small goals have been already accomplished. You know, okay. small goals were like, goals can I, you know, ask? help my family if they have an emergency? Can I um, travel wherever I want to? Can I work whenever I want to? Like small things, right? Like, can I make more? that I'm spending, mm -hmm. can I go out to eat wherever I feel like it without even looking at the menu pricing, right? Like small things, small things, you know, and these usually happen mm -hmm. when... That are things that a lot yeah. of people experience on a day-to-day. -day. Those are real things that people yeah. want. And, and, and it all happens for say. people like myself who were broke when they were younger, right? Like things where like someone will ask me, mm -hmm. you know, what is the big vision for your business? How are you trying to change the world? I was like, if you came from where I came from, you wouldn't be asking those questions. It'd be just like, can I help my family, myself, and not be broke? Like, seriously, you know, that was my whole goal. You know, it's different if you're mm -hmm. raised already in like a family that's, mm -hmm. you know, uh, making a lot of money. And so like, it's different. But for me, it's not. I'm not trying to change the world here. I'm trying to mm -hmm. change my world. You know, um, but the bigger goals, well, now it's sort of just like playing with, you know, can I make my investments work for me so that I don't have to if I don't want to? What if I wanted to send my parents back and forth to Europe once a year, first class, and make sure that their business is handled in the States? And, you know, like, like it's, it's just more of like playing with ideas. Like, what if I wanted to do that how would i make sure that they don't have to think and they can just get on the plane and enjoy themselves for three months um you know like starting a family like is it the right time <laughs> like there it's it's more of like higher you know mm -hmm. and like problems now mm -hmm. than then just I'm, I'm definitely out of survival yeah it, it took a long awesome. time i feel Will you share some words with those out there who are in survival and now you're not in survival? Because I think that's a thing that people, a lot of people are experiencing today. You know, the one 
the the biggest piece that I found is that, and and I liked some of the woo stuff that I've read in my twenties. I I really did. You know, I sound like I don't, but I did. It helped me a lot. Um, uh-huh. but it's this focused action and clarity. The main thing you need to figure out is how do you want to live your life and where do you want to go and start putting constraints on things, right? So for example, when I start a business now, I will list all the things I don't want before. For example, I don't want to be getting on the calls every single night. I don't want a business writing to be in one place. I don't like, so it, once you figure out where you're going, you need to create a business along those lines. I'm not going to tell a client to tell me how to run my business because then it's going to be a client's business and I'm just kind of playing all by the rules. I'm going to start hating it. So you got to be in control over what you actually want, where you want to get to. And that, that's the hard thing. And I mentioned it a few times because most people don't know, know what they want. They'll hear someone like, oh, this guy you know, made this much money or moved here and I want to be like them. No, you don't. No, you don't. Because if you think that way, then you got to take every single thing Mm -hmm. that this person has, the good and the bad, and trade your life for it. You don't want that. Mm -hmm. So, And if you don't have clarity, Mm -hmm. think of it as train tracks. When you start laying out train tracks, if they're just one inch off, in about 100 miles, they're going to end up in two completely different locations when you start off, right? So it's very important that you get this thing. And then there's another analogy, which I can quickly go over if you like, but it's also one. Yeah. So when most people start something, um, think of it as a bus, getting on a bus, right? They get on the bus and they're like, oh yeah, this is great. I'm going to have a great time here. They get in, in the front and then every single year, they hit another bus stop, right? So like I'm on the bus and then I hit another one, another one. And then, you know, things get harder every single time because, you know, the next bus stop, I got to, you know, do this and then that. Um, But they start seeing a different bus going next to them. And they're like, this bus looks great. People are so happy. You know, they seem like they got money. The guy's flashing a Rolex outside the window. And I'm like, I'm going to get off this bus because the stop three is really annoying. It's hard. And I'm going to get on that bus. And they start over again, not realizing that they're going to be hitting stops along the way, too. And they're going to get about as sick of it by the third stop, too. And my advice is just stay on the bus. Stay on the bus. Stop getting off and following advice and looking at stuff from people who have different goals than you. By being somewhere long enough, and I see this so much, like someone will, you know, let's say they'll start selling on Amazon, for example, and they become known for that. And then they start coaching people and they come to me like, hey, Tom, you know, like I've been kind of doing okay, but I can see they're on the third or fourth bus stop and things are getting hard now because you got to, you know, really refocus and really think about how to build this business. But I had this person call me and they say like, you know what, they have an idea for homeschooling. Maybe I should get into that. It's going to be a great business. I'm like, why are you getting off your bus right when people are getting to know you and jumping on a brand new bus where you're a nobody? And I see people doing these jumps over and over again. And when you're younger, it's fun. It's great. It makes you look good. 
you're a serial entrepreneur, right? When you're 40, 50, and you come to me like that saying, I have 30 years of experience. And I look a little closely at your 10 buses. I'm like, no, you don't. You have 10 times three year experience. What happened? It's intriguing. What is the advice how, when you stay on the bus and people want to stay jump on that, that bus, bus and their, their guts telling them, their guts telling them they need to go somewhere else. They can feel it. You stay on that bus as long bus. as it's the bus you want to be on. And that's the thing you got to figure out in the beginning, right? Is this what I want to do? Do I have a goal? Will this vehicle get me there? Mm-hmm. If you don't, mm-hmm. then you shouldn't have been on that bus in the first place. Jump. Mm-hmm. But if you do it 30 different times, then it's no longer like the bus's problem. It's you. You know, it's like someone haven't learned mm-hmm. their lesson in the first mm-hmm. 20 years. They're probably not going to learn it now. Yeah. My last question for you is what bus are Just you on? regaining my freedom completely. You know, I'm not there yet. I don't have the FU money yet. But I'm getting there. Freedom whenever I want to do it. Means being able yep. to do what you and it, want and to do. it doesn't mean like I'm going to stop working or anything, it. but it's just knowing that. Knowing that I can do whatever I want to, whenever I want to. Mm-hmm. And I can, then it becomes a little different. Then you can really focus on, you know, hobbies and things, which, you know, because you don't need to make money off them anymore. But until you do, you know, you got to figure out systems that will get you there. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, what I keep trying to change all the time. How do I improve my systems where I can 10x my success? How do I, can I put my money into play where they can make me more money while I'm still building my other things? Like, how can I hurry this up? How can I make it easier on myself? How can I utilize my employees to help me work on this business and not me going over their stuff all the time and pushing them. Like there's different things which you, you know, at some point need to get into. They're a little higher level, but you know, we never really stop. Now I'm not looking for fame. I'm not looking for glory. It's just, I'm looking for that freedom, that complete freedom. And can I ever achieve it? I don't know. Don't know. But it's the one thing that I know that I want. So every time before I do anything, this is when I do my, is this getting me closer or farther away from the freedom goal? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's very cool. And I, I, I'm actually going to break my, what is freedom to you? Truly, it's just doing anything you want, anytime you want, or is there truly something that you're looking? Well, the only that that maybe thing freedom? that I think differently is when I think about freedom, I also kind of think about my closest family around me, right? So I would like to have the same freedom for them as I have for myself. I love it. Very, very cool. Um, and my thoughts are you probably feel the same way about your clients, that they get the freedom yeah, so desiring. It's, it's funny, well. you know, usually when they tell me what they want, I'm like, that's like a really low level <laughs> thing of what you want, but what you really want is probably this. And a lot of them come back to me like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. 
because everyone wants freedom. that's it yeah Safety, yeah and, and that's why i don't look for glory fame the ego thing has been blunted because you know what you're not going to belong anywhere if you keep being you know like some people are so money does amplify how you are um so if you're you know like an a-hole you're going to become a but much bigger a-hole and uh, I am sort of standoffish to, you know, a lot of things, but that's because I'm focused. Mm -hmm. That's cool. It's really cool. Uh, how do people get in touch with you? How do people reach out uh, to you, get in contact? Super like easy. Um, the website is Smart Brand Marketing. That's sort of the, like the main anchor where everything else falls under all my other services. But if you just hit the contact form, okay. you can reach me very quickly. Cool. I love it. Um, any last questions, any thoughts? No, I mean, this like is a lot. Say? So <laughs> this is a lot. I totally agree. And that's what I try to, I try to offer a lot. We, we pack a yeah, punch I, in this, I, the in only thing hour. I could say is like, you know, if you listen to all this, maybe just take one or two things that stick out to you and see if it works in your life. And if not, throw it away, you know, but if they do, then see if you can implement and create a sort of a system right. for yourself. I know we all are looking for freedom, but you do not want seven unstructured days because it's not going to get you where you want to be. Mm -hmm. It is very true. I like the way you built your system around your time. I think a lot of people can learn a lot from that because right now it's very much Monday through Friday and the weekends are what they are. And for those who aren't working that, I think it is a lot of unstructured days where they might be working six, seven days and then kind of breaking down and having to tire. So figuring out what works for you, I think is really, really cool. And understanding how time can work for you is, it's cool to hear you say it and actually speak it out loud because not a lot of people speak yeah. that truth, um, and I think it's a really. Thanks valuable. for having me, though. It was it was uh, really fun. Like these always make me think about the stuff I'm doing a little more because you're questioning my ideas, so I like it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and you're and you're more than welcome. I appreciate you coming on the show. This is actually connecting where emotions, consciousness, and connecting come first. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate all the insight. Uh, and if you'd like to get in touch with Tom, reach out to him. Thank you for Sounds being good. here, and we will see you on.